yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Sit down if you can. Mm. Was it old? Spiritual years ago, he used to sing. He said, I just got to heaven and I can't sit down. Mm. I, I, I love the Lord. I love the gifts that he's given us. I just, I just can't even imagine how folk can go to church and get it confused with a funeral. I just can't imagine how folk can go to church and just endure as long as they can. Oh, gosh, when is he going to finish this morning? I just can't imagine how folk can go to a grizzly game and come home hoarse because they're shouting so hard and so loud. I just can't imagine. I'm not going to keep multiplying examples. You see where I'm going with this. Don't we recognize that the God who made us, who woke me up this morning, as the sister said, in my right mind. How many glad you woke up in your right mind? A couple of you, I questioned that, but, you know, I'm teasing. Today, we're doing a standalone one-message only in our DNA moments that we do periodically. We do that for the purpose of reinforcing the culture that we're building here at Victory. We intentionally do some things differently. Doesn't mean that we're better than. It just means we're different. It, it's, it's always funny to me when people come to Victory and then they've been here about a year and they go, well, when are you going to have this? And I'm going, now, wait a minute. You, you were attracted to this because we do it differently in the first place. Why would we go do what you just came from? Because we do things differently on purpose. It's, it's fully intentional. And the culture that we're trying to build here is one that is built around the, the life-giving message of Jesus. Do you know you can go to plenty of places and you can feel like you've been to church like you've been drained. Don't raise your hand. I'm not throwing stones, and I truly have nobody in mind in terms of, of churches, but I've been to places where I felt like I needed to go to church after I had been to church, Amen. where I feel like everybody else showed up except the Holy Spirit. Because how many of you know when the Holy Spirit shows up, it, there's energy in that. There is, you will, your faith, it's like you, it's like you coast into the parking lot on fumes in your spiritual gas tank and you pull right up here to the pump and then all of a sudden, man, you, you start to feel some faith rising and some, some hope in your heart and, and you get a little bit of energy and you sense the presence of God. And, and all of a sudden, you look, at, you look at your tank level and it's, it's, it's way up past three quarters of a tank and it's, it's getting there. And, 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 and you start, when you get your mind off yourself, it's amazing how when you put your mind on the Lord and begin to magnify Him and give Him praise, how all of a sudden He just... That's what we call being filled with the Holy Spirit. We need regular fillings. I don't just need it on a Sunday morning when I pull in to fill up my tank, but I need it every day. Fill me with your Spirit, Lord. One of the things that, that we believe in here at Victory, when, when you go through foundations class and we unashamedly tell you 
We believe in team. We believe in teamwork here at Victory. Um, we don't. As soon as you walk in the door, we don't hand you the keys to the bus ministry. We don't have a bus ministry, but... You know, you've been to some churches, and as soon as you're there one service, they're like ready to put you over something, because most places, the church is just so needy. We're, we're, we are needy. We're, we're, we're needy for finances. We're needy for volunteers. But we intentionally don't approach you knowing that you might have come out of a difficult circumstance or maybe in a season of your life where you just need to sit, not just for a Sunday or two, but for weeks, maybe even a few months, and just be ministered to and be strengthened and just begin to, to grow, put your roots down and just begin to look around and say, okay, God, is this the tribe that you've called me to be a part of? Then when you come in and sit down in our foundations class, we unashamedly tell you, we don't just ask you to be on a team. We expect everyone who is a member of Victory Church, you're invited to be a team member of this team. This is a spiritual team in the Mid-South. We are called. God has put a sickle in our hand, and he says in the book of Revelation, thrust in the sickle and reap the harvest. And there's so much more that goes into a service on Sunday morning than, than just whoever is preaching. We've got a wonderful team. Even, even the way we do ministry and leadership here is not typical to way, the way most folks have experienced it in local churches. I, I'm, there are no throne chairs on the platform. The pastor doesn't have a special parking space. I'm a sheep before I'm a shepherd, and so I just, you know, certainly want to be respected, but I don't even demand people call me Pastor Michael. Michael's fine. Just call me when dinner's ready. I'm, that's really well, you know, what I'm concerned about. I don't need any titles. I don't need to be elevated. As a matter of fact, when we built this building, I said the, 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 work, the place we were in in the mall, the thing that always just frustrated me was that the platform was too high over the heads of the people and it just it, and many times I would just walk down because I felt like it was just too much and so I said I want you to really give me the mathematics and give me a, a good thing where everybody in the room can see but it's not a thing where we're, we're, I don't ever want to have the feeling of lording over anybody I believe that Ministry in the kingdom of God is not top down, it's bottom up. And in this, we've come to serve. Jesus says, I've, I, I've not come to be served, but to, give my, to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many, he says. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus believed in, in a team. He chose 12. He chose men from varied backgrounds and educational levels and vocations. Some of them probably a little bit questionable. Got about... Three or four fishermen that in those days were pretty salty characters. Uh, you know, I just don't see. I was sitting yesterday at breakfast with a number of the men in our church, with iron men under direction of Pastor Jeremy. We're sitting at Cracker Barrel together, and I said, you know, I just, it just people get churchy, and they equate that with being spiritual, and that's not the same thing. I just, I can see Jesus around a campfire. I think people are cracking jokes. I think there are times he had to say, okay, boys, let's rein it in a little bit. Because he had some fishermen there that probably could get a little plain. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they're, they're, you know, there's, there's this group of 12 men, and, and I'm not going to chase this, this, this metaphor too far down the road, but I just want to tell you that Jesus believed in team. He believed in tapping into the skill sets of individuals 
in terms of their calling, in terms of their natural abilities, their life experiences, their personality, and helping them find a yoke that would fit them and not chafe. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly, he says. He says, come to me. He says, I'll give you rest. And he says, you will find rest. Rest is given and rest is found in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. But we believe in team. And if you're a member here at Victory, a formal member here, and we've, we've had a year of fear-based terror, of, 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 of lots of fake news and just false ideas being propagated, especially through social media, and sometimes one thing one day and one thing the next, even coming out of the experts' mouths, from the CDC, from the WHO. And I'm just so grateful to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and that people are, are coming back into the place of worship to, to gather together and worship the Lord in His presence and, and, and be the people of God together. There's some things that... You know, virtual church is fine. That's great. For those of you that have tuned in this morning, thank you so very much. And, and you may be in a situation where you've not gotten vaccinated yet, and maybe you have some pre-existing health conditions, and, and you you've, are convicted that you need to stay home, and we bless that. We pray for you. Please text in our prayer request line. We'll be more than happy to, to give you a call, pray with you, stand with you in faith. But things are changing, and things are returning to a state of normalcy gradually, a little at a time. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to take us, we're going to have to shake ourselves out of the lethargy that we have allowed ourselves to get into because we've been isolated. We've been in our homes. We've not gotten out and done as much as we were doing. And now we're beginning to try to do that. And let me just say to you, if you're a member here at Victory, we expect you to be on a team. I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, but I expect you to be on a team. I'm going to tell you, no, this is is the, the New Testament, the mandate. We're all to go into the world. As we're going into the world, we're to preach the gospel. Now, it's not always with words. Sometimes it's with your life or your example. Team means together. It, it means that we are committed to doing something that is bigger than ourselves. It means that I make a commitment and I follow through, even when it's not convenient. It means that that I recognize that if I'm going to be part of something bigger than myself and I'm going to help expand the kingdom of God and carry the life-giving message of Jesus to the delta, to people who need to hear that, people who need to see it demonstrated, then I need to be a part of a team, something that's bigger than myself alone. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 is my text this morning. This is the writing of Solomon, refers to himself as the preacher King Solomon, son of David, Solomon being recognized as probably the greatest king in Israel in terms of the kingdom flourishing. He certainly wasn't perfect, made some mistakes, but he was all about exhausting uh, information and knowledge and studying many things, plants and animals and gems, not gymnasiums, but precious stones, the way things grow. And so he gave us Proverbs, many of them, and he gave us the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 4, King Solomon is talking to us about the importance of cooperation together, about being on team together. And he says in Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12, two people are better off than one. Everybody say better off. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. 
Now, this is our work. We've got a job to do. This is our work. Everybody say our work. Okay? Verse 10, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. They didn't have a button to push back then and go, help me, I have fallen and can't get up. So this is our walk. Succeeding is about our work. Falling and having someone help me get back up is about my walk. It says the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Let me just say this to you. Failure is never failure until you quit. When you quit trying, that's when you failed. Anybody who's been very successful in business as an entrepreneur has usually had a, a number of failures that helps them to adjust and recognize this is the way I'm not going to be able to do it. This, I've at least eliminated one way. You do recognize that what, is, what has been told to us statistically, the greatest cleaner, the greatest household cleaner that gets rid of the most germs the most quickly is a product called Formula 409. It beats Lysol. It beats Clorox. Through the whole pandemic, I've looked on the shelves at Small Mart. That's what we call the little Walmart around here. At Small Mart and Big Walmart, and I have never yet seen a 409. As soon as it's there, it's sold out. And so I'm using Lysol. I'm using Clorox. It kills it too, but it just takes it probably a minute longer. Spray the counters. Do you know why Formula 409 is called Formula 409? Because the, 400, the four, first 408 didn't work. That literally is a true story in terms of manufacturing the invention of a product. They didn't come up with a cute name. They just called it Formula 409 because it was the 409th attempt to come up with something that would kill viruses, bacteria on contact. So we have a work together, and we have a walk together. If someone falls alone, he's in real trouble. Verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? And this is not of a sexual nature in the statement. It's just talking about a couple of people who are desperate enough to recognize that, that they can probably survive out in the cold, don't have a fire, everything's wet, it's below freezing, and in turn, until they get some help and they're shaking, they're going to they're gonna hug together and they're going to share the body heat that gets multiplied rather than losing it and radiating it out. This is a spiritual metaphor. There is, there is warmth that's going on in this room right now because you've chosen to get out of your comfort zone in your home and come up here where we do church together. There are some things you just you, you can't do virtually. Now, it helps when... You can't leave the home. Certainly, it's a blessing for shut-in. Certainly, it's been wonderful during the pandemic. But you know what? No, no matter how hard I tried, and I preached for weeks to an empty room, except for the five that were in the, the media booth back there. And I, I, I saw in my mind's eye your faces, and I, I tried to preach with the same kind of excitement and the same kind of passion. And it's a struggle because I... I get some warmth from you when, when you react. Let me Listen to me. This is not a church where you better not ever say amen. I, matter of fact, I expect you to help me out a little bit. Come on, somebody. All right? Come on. Your mama expected you to tell her when she cooked a meal and it was good for you to tell her about it. Mama, this is good stuff. Mm. That's right. 
Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? So our success is our work. Falling by ourselves or having someone help me up is my walk. And then this is our spiritual warmth, okay? He says, but how can one be warm alone? And finally, verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Everybody say warfare. How I many you know we've, we've got a common enemy? We've got a battle to fight. There's an enemy who has your number. He knows your address. He knows where you live. He knows your flavors. He knows how he can attack you and tempt you. That's why you need somebody in the battle with you. Come on, somebody. Help me a little bit this morning. We need to be on a team. We need to be part of something larger than ourselves. How convenient it is not to have to think of anybody else. Oh, just me and Jesus. That's fine. But you know when you get Jesus, you get all of his people with him. All of you folk. He says, three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. One thing, I use this little teaching mechanism that basically is repeated through the message. You know how it works. So if you don't get anything else, you get this. Read the one thing with me. Here we go. Anything worthwhile can never be accomplished alone because kingdom growth is always in community. Say that one more time. Anything can never be accomplished alone because kingdom growth is always in community. Community. How strange is that? I had a little bitty dot, and then it's like, I, 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 I have a thing with these pointers. I don't know. I'll just leave, put it down. Okay. Our work, our walk, our warmth, and our warfare. Forgive me, that's the Baptist preacher in me giving it to you all in the same letter. Okay? Say it with me. Our work, our walk, our warmth, and our warfare. Those are my four points this morning. Let's hit it quickly. Point number one, our work. We have something to accomplish. It's advancing the kingdom of God. It's sharing the life-giving message of Jesus. It's putting on a service in here this morning so that when guests come in, they're not just here to hear music that we've actually gone over and tried to make as excellent as possible and a message that's clear and concise. But we want people to be friendly I've been to churches before where I just, I realized that I sat down in somebody's pew and they let me know it. And let me just tell you right now, let me just tell you right now around here, if I don't have a, a chair on the stage, you don't have a chair in the room. Don't let me ever hear anybody come to me and say, Pastor, I'm sure sorry that I got in, in Sister Bottle Stopper's chair because she sure let me know. And brother, brother, brother Grumpy, Brother Grumpy Cranky Case, I sat down in his chair and he let me know. Nobody has a chair in this room. Everybody's chair is everybody's chair. Y'all hear me this morning? We're not, we're not going to do church like that. Now, you know what? Well, you can come and sit in your same chair. But what I'm saying is if somebody gets in your chair, just grab you another chair with, to the glory of God with a smile on your face. Are you Okay. We got work to do, and we can't let our work get confused with the stupid, idiotic things that people tear up churches over. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 17 through 21 says, If the whole body were an eye, okay, that's a Stephen King novel right there. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies, verse 18, have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. 
King James says, God has set the members in particular where it pleases him. So if this is your local church, commit to it, be in it, be a part of it, okay? Be a contributing part. There are two kinds of people in every congregation. There are consumers that just come and soak up, and there are producers. Be a producer. Be a producer. Look at them and say, be a producer. Now, you know what? Let me just tell you, as a team member, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't ask for your tax return. I'm, we're not legalists about the 10%. I just expect you to put something in the plate or in the bucket. But how much you do is between you and God. We don't, we don't come to your house at the beginning of every year the way some churches do and tell you this is our budget for this year. Sign a pledge card and tell us how much you're going to give. And then when you're a little bit behind in your payments, we start giving you those creditor calls. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've come from churches that do that. We never have done that. We, we, we do this by faith. I think that's the kingdom way. We'll stretch a little bit and trust God and pray. We don't get up here in the pulpit and wear everybody out and say, oh, you better give or we're going under. Well, first of all, if it's that close to going under, maybe folk need to go under. I'm telling you, God will provide where he guides. Come on, somebody. I believe that. But if you're on team... If you're on team, you need to give something. My mama, when we would go to church, when I was a little kid, we would, I mean, you just, they would, she would spit shine us. Sometimes on the way to church, she would look at us and recognize that we didn't have a bath good enough. So she would pull out a Kleenex out of her pocket and, oh, Jesus, help me, spit in her Kleenex and clean my ears out with that mess. And I was just about losing my mind. Be still, Michael. And she said, here's a quarter. Put it in the offering. Don't, you, don't let me find that in your pocket when you get home. This is little bitty kids. This is before we ever had an allowance. Why? Because my mother believed the word that said, don't appear before the Lord empty-handed. Now, I'm not a legalist. There are some weeks where everything's so tight, and then I'll double up my tithes the next week because I'm just, you know, it's the season. There's something lots, lots come due. I don't have my taxes or my insurance put into my house payment, I just pay it in a lump sum every year. So when that hits, it kind of, oh, okay, that's a pretty good one there. I, got, I try to get ready for it. But sometimes things are a little close. And so if I miss a week in tithe, then I'll, I'll double up or maybe add 100 to what I'm doing for the next three or four weeks until, until I get where I know I need to be caught up. I'm not a legalist about it, but I believe God blesses obedience. Come on, somebody, say amen. You know what? We, we're not judging you. I don't know how much anybody in this room gives. There are people that will go all year long and not give 100 bucks. There are people that will give $50,000 to this church this year. Yeah. It's crazy sometimes the gifts and the blessings that come. Thank God for people that hear the Lord and believe in the vision. But I'm telling you, every time that bucket passes, if it's just a penny or a dime, put something in the bucket because you are sowing a seed. Come on. Come on. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head, that's Jesus, who's the head of the body. can't say to the feet, those are the people that are alive on the planet right now. He can't say, I don't need you, because we are part of his mission, part of his plan. Now, God doesn't need anything, I know that. But he's chosen to utilize humans in the propagation and the preaching of the gospel. He's chosen to give humans this ability called free will, and then he's taught us to pray 
and act in faith and see God move mountains and see God teach us that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in him. Our work is our shared mission. I, 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 I chased a rabbit and I got to get on go cue here. We have a shared mission. We're on the same team. We're doing the same work. Anything worthwhile can never be accomplished alone because kingdom growth is always in community. Are you getting anything out of this? Help me as I move quickly. The second point is our walk. We have a shared direction. We are headed somewhere. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. King James says spur one another on. I mean, it's almost like a cattle prod a goad, and it's just spurring. Let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. We get back to normal. It's amazing to me. Folk will spend hours on the ball field coaching a t-ball team. They'll, they'll, they'll get on traveling teams and go out of town every weekend. Now, I'm not, I'm not faulting you for doing that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. But, but when you're in town, don't lay up and cause you're tired. You know, it's amazing to me how folk will come to me and say, Pastor, my life is just frazzled. I, I, I can't be on this little team for 15 minutes every Sunday morning. And I want to go, you know what? Your life ain't frazzled because that 15 minutes you're giving to the church on Sunday morning. Don't look at me like a toad on a, on a log. Why is it that when folk recognize that they're on the edge of being burnt out, that they always lop something off of their church commitment first. When this is the place that you can get warmth, you can have somebody walk with you, you can be a part of, a, of, of work together. Yeah, now you can overcommit, you can be on too many things, but listen, what's wearing you out all week long isn't what you're doing on Sunday morning. Don't shout me down. You know what? You can, you can work 90 hours. You can build three businesses. You can do all this stuff with your children, never have them in church, and you can win the whole world and lose your children's souls. I'm glad my mama made me get up and go to church when I was a little boy because eventually there was a moment where I had an encounter with God that nobody can ever talk me out of. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We have a shared direction, our walk. If you fall down and you've got a brother or sister that believes in you and is not judgmental, is not condescending, they'll be there to pick you up and encourage you. The church has just blown it with this holier-thou, look-down-your-nose, super-self-righteous nonsense and you know what? The world just needs to see people who love them. They want to see Jesus. And every time I see Jesus, do you know it was never the sinners that caused Jesus problems? It was always the religious folk. It was that big denomination in town called the Pharisees. Don't shout me down now. It's too easy for us to get into a religious mindset and end up being a subtraction from the kingdom rather than being an addition to it. Come on, help me this morning. Anything worthwhile can never be accomplished alone because kingdom growth is always in community. Point number three, we've talked about our walk. We've talked about our work before that. And then point number three is our warmth, our spiritual fervor, our zeal, 
our passion for the things of the kingdom of God, passion for worship, passion for His Word, passion for fellowship with the brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord, passion for a spirit of generosity. That's not just in your money, that's in your time and in your talent and whatever it is that you treasure, your gifts. It says in verse 8 of 1 Peter chapter 4, most important of all, continue to show deep love. Everybody say deep love. The, key, the, the Greek literally says it's described as white hot purity of love. Continue to show deep love for each other for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Oh, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to stop and preach down to you about this, but how far have we come in our individualized, protected, dig a moat around your house, stock the water with alligators culture that we live in? You know, nobody, nobody just knocks on the door and comes by for a visit anymore. My goodness, you better give me a call. At least text me before you show up at my house. Because I may have to go throw some clothes on before I come to the front door. And I don't mean I'm running around naked. I just mean I don't have enough on. Okay, so I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to run down that path. But you hear, what I'm, you hear where I'm coming from. Come on. A man's home is his castle. And you know, everybody, you got your Doberman. You, you got your security system. Lock it up. Seal it up. Leave me alone. How many know what I'm talking about? I have two amazing neighbors on both sides of me right now. You know what? I'm not worrying about the people who used to live there to ever hear this, but I used to have some, some, some dead ringers for, I'm telling you, it was a mess. And I would just pray, oh, God, please. I don't know what's going on over there, what's going on over there. It's none of my business. Not mentioning any names. Don't ask me who I'm talking about. They both moved out of state. Glory be to God in the highest heaven. And I've got two great neighbors. Don't look at me like that, Kyle. You, you, your daddy can tell you what I'm talking about. You know, the house goes up and you always go, oh, Lord Jesus, please let it be some, some good people come in next to us. Lord, have mercy. <clears throat> Especially if you've got little kids because you're, in, you're interested in what's going to be influencing your children. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Come on. It says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Okay, you know, I know you don't need to go out here and, and go get Harry homeless off the street and take him to your house, but, you know, maybe just some generosity and Instead of giving them money, buy a meal and say, here, let me go to McDonald's and get you a cheeseburger. You know, or, or maybe if, if we've got guests that are coming in, maybe for special meetings or something, be willing just for a night or two to open your home and entertain. The book of Hebrews says you never know because we entertain angels unaware. Wait, we don't think about that anymore because we're so isolated and this pandemic has made us worse. Y'all still love me this morning? You know, where is, where is the neighborhood feel? Where, where is that community? Where is that, you know, knowing the people up and down your block? I have literally the last couple of years tried to make sure that I knew the names of the people up and down my block because I went for years and didn't know it. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm convicted of this. Verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to what? It's emboldened. Serve one another. You've got a gift. You have a musical gift. Let us know about it. You can sing. Let us know about it. We need, we need some help up here. Sydney, Sydney, my goodness, what an amazing talent and beautiful young lady. And, and she's going into the military and she's going to work for them for a few years so that they pay for her education. 
It's, it's going to be amazing. She has a bright future ahead of her. But that means we're not going to have her here on Sunday mornings, and I need some help. So if you, you know, let us know. We, we need to know. We need to know what, what do you do? Where, how can you help us? What skill set do you have? We were at breakfast yesterday morning, and somebody said something about, you know, some landscaping. I said, well, you know, we, we, we got in the church, and then the pandemic hit, and, and it wasn't about, it was a moratorium on any kind of spending. They're not going to be out here spending $20,000 on some shrubbery. And don't look at me in that tone of voice because you, you, if you haven't been lately, what it's going to cost to landscape all over the place is not going to be $300. It's going to cost some change. Come on, somebody say amen. And so I've not even talked about it. I've not hit you yet. I said, well, first of all, we've got the hands. We've got folks that will dig the holes and we can plant the plants. We just need some money. So that's not on the list. There are a lot of things that are more important than flowers and shrubs. There will come a day. It, it may be a few months from now, another year from now, whatever. But God's going to beautify the place of our feet. That's what he says in the book of Isaiah. So this is, it's going to be a place that not just you're proud of because of the building, but you'll be proud to drive on these grounds. That's coming in the future. I'm saying it by faith right now in the name of Jesus, okay? Don't hear that as me planting a seed. That's, that's not even the top of the list. That's, that's down the list. And I've got one, baby. Let me tell you, I'm praying through it. But God will meet our needs. Come on, somebody. Use them well to serve one another. We have a shared passion. We believe in the people of the Delta. We believe that there is no soul that is so dark or so lost that Jesus' blood cannot save them. There's no addiction so deep. There is no sin so grave that the blood of Jesus and the love of Jesus through a people that love God and love people with a deep love, with a pure white-hot love, that if we can demonstrate that and love and throw our arms around whatever walks through that door, God will give us the strength and the capacity and the power to lead them to a place of freedom in Jesus Christ. Anything worthwhile can never be accomplished alone because kingdom growth is always in community. Last point and I'm finished. We've talked about our, our work together succeeding, our walk together. If we fall, someone can help us up. Our warmth together our spiritual zeal, our fervor, our passion. And lastly this morning, there's a war going on. There's warfare. We need to, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Ephesians 6, verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It says, Put on the whole armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the, our, 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 our loins girt about with truth. We've got a our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. While we're in the middle of a battle, we're walking in shoes that have not a Nike swoosh, but they've got peace written on them. Can you, do you hear that? You're standing up to go to war, but you're standing in peace. Oh, that's so good. 1 Corinthians 1.10, one verse and I'm finished. Paul the Apostle says, I appeal to you. King James says, I beseech you. That's an old Elizabethan English word for I beg you. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions among you or no divisions in the church. If there ever was a day where we needed to live unity in our nation, it's right now. I, 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 I hate it when anything gets politicized, but I just want to say this. I have a number 
of very close Asian American friends that are close. One of Abby's managers, David Lai, wonderful man, beautiful man, beautiful family. His wife is part of the whole dance industry in New York City. His son, Lucky, Lucky Lai, brilliant young computer student at Oberlin College. And I texted David this week. David, David and Ross, David's Chinese, Ross is Jewish. Just a cool, David's my age, Ross is Abby's age, four or five years older. So they're two managers who own Park Avenue Artists. And they've become like family. And when the Asians were murdered in Atlanta this week, I texted David and I said, it grieves my heart that you or your family have ever felt unsafe since this pandemic began because of words that were stated by the previous administration. Because the rise of crimes against Asian people has exploded literally in the last year. And I said, I want you to know you have no idea how much you mean to me and to my family. And he texted me back and he said, with tears, he said, he said, you've said things that have carried me. God's done some powerful things in his life and in Ross's life just by our joy and our example of loving Jesus and loving people. And I just want to say, those in our congregation, those of you that are watching via our virtual broadcast, I stand with you as Asian Americans. We love you. And, and if you'll let me do this, Asian lives matter. I'm, I cry out, I pray, God, please. Please bring peace. Bring peace. Hebrew word shalom means wholeness, integrity, soundness, health, wealth, peace, prosperity, plenty. All of those words are tied up in the word shalom. And one of God's names is Yahweh Shalom. He's the God of peace. He's the God of wholeness. And so we as people, the people of God, we should be a people of peace. We should, we should have peace among us. We should have unity in our homes and unity in our church, unity in our community. Matter of fact, do you see the word unity in community? Community is the invitation to come and be one. Come unify, come unity. Even the Godhead is a sweet community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's, it's the picture of family. And God invites you into the family, but not just to be a consumer, but to be on team, to be a producer. Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. We have a shared conflict, and we've got to remember, folk, don't let the enemy fool us into thinking that anybody in this room is my enemy. We are on the same team together. And you know what? First Church, the Baptists are not our enemies. Right over here, Angels Way Baptists are not our enemies. I have so many friends in that congregation. I, I love the pastor. I love the music guy. Reed Dillahunty is a good friend of mine. I pray for him. He texted me last week and said, I just want you to know my wife and I are praying for you, Pastor Michael. Hand of God's on your life for what you're doing. Just encouraging. Just, just sharing, serving. Just using my ability with words to, to text somebody and just say, hey, I'm standing with you. Just like I texted David last week and said, brother, 
I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm standing with you, praying for your protection. You know, we've all got a gift somewhere, and all I'm asking you to do is just get your gift out, dust it off, and plug it in. Get on team with us and help us serve one another with the gift. Because we've got shared conflict, and the conflict shouldn't be in this room. It should be all of us uniting together to take down the enemy of our soul. Diabolos, the diabolical one. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. Have you got anything out of this this morning? God, God loves team. He loves people to come together and be a part of something bigger than themselves. And team has a way, just like marriage, you know, you never do really mature until you get somebody in the same house taking your stuff and squeezing the toothpaste from the middle instead of rolling it up from the bottom the way you do. Or installing the toilet paper the wrong way on the backside where it just slings all over the place. Do you know I actually saw the blueprint for a toilet paper roll made back in the 1800s and the blueprint showed the paper coming over the top. That's all I've got to say. Settles that. I'm just teasing. Don't, don't, don't email me about that this week. It's a joke, okay? Y'all love the Lord? Do you have some joy? This joy that I have? Say, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've invited us to be on your team with you. And you've given us the power of the Holy Spirit so that we could step into a situation where we might never have otherwise been prepared or equipped or trained, but you said that you would be the words in our mouths that we would speak. You would give us the strength. You would give us the grace. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, the men and women in this room this morning, that you lift them up and inject faith into them. Lord, that they leave the day and their tanks are full and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you today, anyone under the sound of my voice that has heard this message and is convicted to take a step and not run past the table out there, but to get signed up and be on a team, Lord, that you would remind us of the importance of being a part of something bigger than ourselves. But Lord, way beyond, way beyond being a greeter or an usher or a prayer warrior or someone who texts and encourages or a cheerleader, Lord, I think it's so critical that the person who's never had the chance to cross the line of faith could become part of the team of the family of God. And in this moment right now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you and you've never crossed the line of faith and said, Jesus, be Lord of my life, nobody's looking around, would you slip your hand up and let me pray for you right now? Anybody in this room? Yes, there's a hand over, went up over here. Anyone else? Seems like I see one back there. I'm not sure. I know there's at least one. Pray with me, if you would, saints. Let's lift our voices together. Thank you for this word, Father. Say it. Thank you for this word, Father. I receive it. Thank you that you've called me to something amazing. I trust you. Jesus, save me. I lean into you, not my own understanding. I turn from my past 
I turn to you in faith. Forgive my sins. Be Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's people said, put your hands together and give the Lord praise this morning. Amen.